Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. I have two very special guests today. We are still celebrating Black History Month, and we're going to talk all about them and what they've been doing and how they got there. Tasha and Reggie, welcome to the Swirl Suite. How was your Thank weekend? You. It was good. Wine-filled, <laughs> but good. Mine was, yeah, mine was relaxing, and I'm ready for, getting ready for a wine-filled week, so. Hey. That's I see you sipping, Sarita. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm drinking Justin's Ward 4 Viognier. Oh, what? Yes. I've had that. It is fire. Oh, my gosh. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Bar Barbera is even better. My God. I need to try that. Tasha, have you had any of Justin's wines? Are you familiar with I her work? I'm familiar with her work, but never okay. had anything. Yeah. All right. Uh, today was out. a, I mean, today, this weekend was very wine filled for me. Um, we celebrated Lovely's release of her rosé, mm. and it was a fantastic wine dinner at a Black-owned restaurant called Bronze here in D.C. on okay. 8th Street. And, I mean, it was fantastic. There was rosé. Her her rosé is beautiful. And we actually got to taste her Pinot Noir, which is not released yet. Dope. So it Dope. was. Um, I saw Zana came down for that. Zana came down from Jersey for that. Man, I, I don't think we've met in person. So okay. yeah. But um it was a wonderful night. It was so black. It was so beautiful. Um, <laughs> Love it. the food was outstanding. I've been there before, but um it's sort of like an African of infusion of American food. Mm. So it was okay. wonderful. So it was really good. That's weekend. Dope. Yeah. Yeah, mine. I, I went to a Lunar New Year party with Tiffany Nguyen, um, who does a lot of stuff on the event planning side with us with Universe. Um, and it was great, like lots of lots of food and beverage people that were there. And then um, the next day, I went to visit my friend's house. Um, they they live in D.C., but they also have a house in Charlottesville. They haven't been down in like six months. And so there were a bunch of wine folks and wine adjacent folks who had wine. And there was a 1975 um, Chateau um uh wow i'm about to lie and say lafitte rothschild but it was it wasn't latour it was i can't believe i'm forgetting what it was that i drank it was fire and it's not because i had a lot of wine oh chateau Aubryon. um that's what it was which was crazy nice so for those who may not know your backstory um reggie you can go first and, and tasha you can follow but please introduce yourselves and tell us all about what you do Sure. Um, Reggie Leonard here. I'm from PG County, Maryland. Originally uh, moved to Central Virginia by way of Lynchburg in 2007 for grad school and then was always traveling up to Charlottesville um, on the weekends and when we wanted to get out of town to a bigger city culturally, not necessarily geographically, and kind of fell in love with Charlottesville and always wanted to find a way to live here. And then one day I just looked at jobs at UVA and saw that there was one at the then Data Science Institute. Um, so my background is in career development, studied psychology and then professional counseling. And that's what brought me up here was to do career development work at the Data Science Institute, which is now the School of Data Science. And then kind of through being in Charlottesville, I, Charlottesville is what brought me to Charlottesville is what I always say. So I was looking for jobs to bring me to Charlottesville specifically. And so I value spending a lot of time in the city and like actually living down town and going to restaurants, going to events and things like that. And so I started going to these free wine tastings at Market Street Wine, which our friend Aaron Scotland um, owns now. And um, that's really what piqued my interest in wine. I didn't go because I was interested in wine. I went because it was free and it was downtown. And it was the only thing that I could identify. I didn't know about First Friday's art gallery openings at that point. And so it just so happened that like I accidentally caught the wine bug. So that's really how I got into it. Started meeting people who would frequent the tastings like myself. And then while we were waiting for the tastings to be poured, we would just kind of do small talk and we got to know each other. We would start to hang out afterwards and start to plan to go to tastings together. And that was my first taste, no pun intended, of the community that wine can bring, um, you know, with pure strangers. Um, and so that really kind of made me interested. And then I'm a nerd about everything. And so I would come back the next day um, and ask more questions and ask more questions and then feel bad. And then buy, so I would buy bottles of wine um, to feel like I was paying for their time. And that's really what got me into wine. I'm Tasha Durrett and I'm the founder of an organization called Black Women Who Wine based in Central Virginia. I am from Central Virginia, um, the county 
that's like adjacent to Charlottesville and Albemarle County. And I currently live in the Shenandoah Valley uh, and I work in Charlottesville. Um, my day job is as a communications professional, uh, working on environmental communication and focusing on like transportation, land use and uh, environmental justice throughout the southern region. And so that's what I do for a day job. I started to get into wine um, as soon as I could drink and probably like before I could really drink. Uh, but I've always um, had a taste for it because it sort of was my mom and aunt's like drink of choice. Like we, they also drink a lot of, um, you know, want liquor and spirits, but wine was always around. Uh, we were never like a beer family. And so that's how I started drinking. It was just the drink that was around. Uh, and then I just started getting into Virginia wine because I guess I'd say right at the time when I turned like 21, old enough to drink, uh, wineries sort of started popping up everywhere. They started getting more popular in, cent in the central Virginia area. So I'd come home on the weekends or during holidays from school in Northern Virginia and go visit like wineries um, in Central Virginia. And I mean, it was not always super good back then. And I, so it's been really nice to see sort of how Virginia wine has matured and grown. I love that. Thank you very much. Leslie has joined us. Hey, girl. Hello, how are you guys doing? It's so good, good. to meet you. You as well. Hello. Leslie, we did cover our wine field weekend. So tell us all about your uh, event and how, yes, tell us all about it. Um, thank you. So we were at Overdue Recognition Art Gallery. And it's this amazing black art gallery in Bowie, Maryland. So if you're familiar with the local area, it is in a mall there. And um, the funny thing about it is that people go in there and they're like, we have no idea. And they've been there for, um, the gallery has been there for eight years. And so literally they had just finished this huge exhibit. And so the art from the exhibit was still there. If you know the movie Chevalier, the, um, the black, violinist I guess that's the best way to describe him and um, during the French Revolution well it was this whole um, dedication to him which was amazing and um, and we actually had a Virginia winemaker there Kendra Dion from 511 she was our special guest and if you know Kendra she's always extremely sincere she's real and she'll just tell you the truth of how it was going so we poured her wines and um five other um black wine makers there and just had like a good time ooh and eyeing over the wine and the um and Kendra it was it was a really lovely event so yes yeah I had to check that out I went to Bowie State um like yeah so that's that's all that's cool Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you'll you'll go there and you'll be like, what? This was right next to the Macy's. I had no idea. But um I always like to tell the story that they carry this particular sculptor. I never can remember his name. And it's a beautiful sculptor. And then um Miss Beyonce Knowles Carter had her I Am King um video where she featured all of these black artists in the video. And um, that weekend, like they sold three or four of those sculptures. And initially they were like $2,000 and they're north of $5,000 thanks to the Beyonce effect. You know, it's funny. Um, I had a friend ask me um, earlier this weekend who my favorite black artists are. And I said, I was ashamed because I was like, ah, I don't, I don't know. And I was like, oh, here we go. I'm going to pick up another expensive habit right. about black right. wine and filling my walls with it. Wine is bad enough. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's funny, too, because I'm the owner of um, the owners, um, Jackie. She's a, the co-owner wife. And um, I was telling her she needs to do a seminar on art investment. Because um, she talks about it a lot. 
and she dispels the myth like you have to get this 20,000, you know, 50,000 pieces of art. You can, there's different levels of art for investment um, that you can build a portfolio on. So I keep on asking her, please teach a class on that because I, I know nothing about art investment, but I'd like to start collecting pieces, but, you know, I don't want to make this big investment in the beginning, but it is definitely something that's worthwhile in doing. That's cool. I did tell the folks that we s celebrated Lovely's Rosé this weekend. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. Not only the Rosé was amazing, but also she's coming out with a Pinot Noir, which, oh, I was like. Uh, Everybody at our table was like, oh, no, no, no. We need to buy this today. Right. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just take our cards. We need to buy this today. The Pinot Noir was fantastic. Is it, it going to be an urban grape? Do y'all know? I don't know. Probably yeah, though. That's a hopefully. Good question. Yeah, unless so. are you gonna carry her rose? I would really like to. I wanna have the conversations with her about that. I thought it was an amazing rose rose. And she doesn't use a whole lot of traditional grapes either for the rose, which yeah. I love the blend. It's very French. Very mm -hmm. French. Yeah. Super what, yeah. what's one of the weird ones that was in there? Oh, so hold on one second. I can get it one second. All good. I'm I'm just being a yeah. nerd and being curious. Yeah. This is how I got into wine. Yeah. <laughs> but even so, while Sarita's looking for that, these are pretty big, bold grapes that she uses. But the um, the rosé is um, like light in body and not overpowering at all. Yeah. Okay, I found it, guys. Cool. So Carignan, Grenache, Mouvedre, and Sincel. Nice. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful rosé. So Reggie, question for you. How did you become the Virginia hype man? I still don't know. The internet <laughs> is fake. <laughs> it's I uh, I mean, I don't know. Like I so I I especially pre-pandemic I would travel a lot for work um because my my day my day job has to do with building relationships with companies to help students explore and get jobs and things like that and so whenever I would travel I would always like go to restaurants and things like that um you know in the evening for dinner and you know like some people don't necessarily do that when they travel for work um but and stay at hotels and things like that but I do and I always wanted to take Virginia wine with me and so I would just buy it with my own money retail um, um, you know, no discounts or anything like that, not telling anyone. I just wanted to share because I was like, this is really compelling. It's really cool. And these folks who are also doing cool stuff at restaurants also should try Virginia wine. Um, and so I don't know what it was that compelled me to do that. Um, I just did and kept doing it for a few years. And then um, a shop owner and a head of marketing, former head of marketing at a winery um, that I love uh, both during during the same week they connected me with the virginia wine marketing office and they were like um you should talk to this guy he's clearly passionate about virginia wine um maybe there's a way for him to get some wine so he doesn't have to come out of his own pocket so that he can give that wine to other people when he travels and i was like yeah that's all i want to not be spending my own money i didn't even know that was a thing i could do um and so that's that was kind of the the start of some more official conversations with um, different folks in Virginia wine. And then through that, um, you know, I would take Virginia wine to different tastings that I would go to in different cities and states and things like that. And I would bring Virginia wine to like meet up with people that I've never met before until I knew I was going to meet them at an event from IG or something like that. Like I knew them from IG, knew we were going to be at the same event. And I'm like, I brought you this with this in mind based on what I've seen you post and things like this. I want you to try this. And so I guess that got um, told to people. <laughs> um, and there was the Wine and Culture Fest that happened a couple of years ago in Atlanta through the Hugh Society. And um, a guy named Keith Beaver was sitting at a table um, with some folks talking about Virginia wine somehow and wanting to learn more about it. One of the folks at the table, Natasha Hall, um, actually, I forget Tasha's um, married name now. Like she got married, which shout out to her and Corey. They're great. Um, but she mentioned that we did wine unify together in the past and um that i was doing a bunch of stuff in virginia wine and that he should talk to me and so that's how i got connected with keith 
Keith made me the Virginia wine hype man, um, build me that named me that. And I was like, I guess this is how monikers occur. Like someone just says it and people are like, yeah. Um, and that happened when I was in grad school where, um, friends would say that I do things that are pretty typically stereo, uh, stereo or character characteristic of myself. Like I do things that are maybe fancy or like unique or like deep cuts or whatever. So they would just start saying that's so reg. And they would use that as shorthand for doing something out of the ordinary. That's so reg. It was hilarious. And so I have two nicknames and that's where that's my um, IG handle is that so reg. So that's how I get the Virginia wine hype man moniker. It's fun. Oh, it's funny. Um, Like in the mid Atlantic region, there is this, friendly competition between Maryland and Virginia. Like people have very, oh, see, there we go. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Maryland. I'm from Maryland. So it's all love. <laughs> uh, but there's like, there's, I mean, that is that you, you have just personified it perfectly where um, people are just absolute, like, I don't drink, Virginia wine or I don't drink Maryland wine, which I think is so funny because in the grand scheme, if you move outside of this area and you talk about um, mid-Atlantic wine, people are like, oh, what are you talking about? It's not mm -hmm. from California. Exactly. So it's, do you, do you get that when you are out being the hype man um, yeah. <laughs> of Virginia? A little bit, but not as much because Virginia is starting to get a lot of press um, in a lot of major wine media outlets. And then, of course, the Monticello AVA just got announced as wine, wine enthusiasts, wine region of the year. And so that's bringing even more shine to it. But then a lot of people, you know, kind of pull me to the side and they're like, be real. Like, what do you what do you really think? Like, this is a, this ain't California. And I'm like, yeah, it's not. And they're like, do you ever think that it'll get to that level? And I'm like, that's a weird question to ask because they're on completely different sides of the country and it's an agricultural product. And so like, if that's your expectation, then I don't know that you understand how the world works. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, like, so I think that we are, the, the point that I think that we'll get to um, is us figuring out what we believe about our place soil grapes and how to treat those grapes as well because there are a lot of things that we've already learned but we're at truly an in infancy in terms of figuring out what really grows well here and what else might also grow well here that we haven't tried yet um and then how else we might make those grapes stylistically as well um and so also we're kind of early on that hybrid train as well where we're figuring out what that looks like and co-fermentation and stuff and so i think that we are well underway um of experimenting and that we have some very tasty consistent experiments um, that have turned into production level lines and that we have a lot of experiments left to do to figure out kind of where we're at even if we like know what works we don't quite know what else works yet and so we're still going to need to experiment and explore and things like that so that's the way that i talk about it to people is that we're not striving to be something that they are um we're striving to be something that we've not been yet and ideally that no one's ever been yet and that we have an opportunity to create a new category for because we don't have all of the oh pinot is our grape oh cab is our grape whatever we don't have any of that and it doesn't even have to be vinifera for real um you know it could be but like we don't have those constraints and so it's that's what i'm excited about is that we get a chance to do something that nobody else can do it's, an, it's funny. So I was on a call with the Roots Fund. Um, we have these things called working happy hours that we had to attend as a scholar. And one of the questions was, if you were to open up a wine shop, what kind of wines would you have in your shop? And my, of course, I Kimmy called on me first. And my immediate response was, oh, Bubbles. And so the guest speaker was just like, oh, you can totally nerd out with Bubbles. But as I'm talking here, wouldn't it be cool to have like a mid-Atlantic wine shop? where it was, it's just like wines from, yeah. I don't know, Midwest to all the way to the tip to the East coast. That would be, that would be really, really cool because Pennsylvania has wines and Delaware and Jersey. And so there's so many wine True. regions on the East coast and the mid Atlantic that nobody knows about. I mean, you're saying that and I'm like, which bottle should I grab? This is a Blau Frankish from Michigan. <laughs> I'm like, I could grab like a soft Blanc from North Carolina next to me or a Gruner from Pennsylvania. Like I'm all in. 
um, yeah. you know, on these types of wines, like from different emerging regions or like regions that are being slept on and stuff like that. Everybody's doing something interesting at this point. It's 2024. Yeah, for sure. So Tasha, so about you, tell us about maybe some moments or some experiences that motivated you to start Black Women Who Wine. Yeah, I think, um, well, I came back to this area in 20... 19 2018 from northern virginia and i just noticed that there were still not a lot of images of you know black women black couples black people in marketing for uh virginia wine um and i didn't find that to be true like i know that my friends and i we go to wineries we purchase this product we have purchasing power. And I think that was something like in Northern Virginia, DC, Maryland, uh, there's this idea that, you know, black women are brunching. We are spending money. And in central Virginia, there's not sort of that image um, out there or people don't, uh, you know, put that image out there in marketing materials. Uh, so I was interested, one, in sort of breaking through this barrier there and also just offering other Black women a chance to gather um, at wineries or at winery events, at events that I'm hosting that are not at wineries, uh, centered on them. And when I mean centered on them with, you know, music that we want to hear, food that we want to eat, um, paired with, you know, Virginia wine that we love. And so that's really where Black Women Who Wine started. And I think that um, going back to what Reggie said, I think as far as, you know, the East Coast and Mid-Atlantic compared to the West Coast and California, I think the vibe that you get when you're out having wine is just as much of the comparison as the wine that you're having, the grapes that are popular. Um, and I think that, you know, that's what our part of the world has to figure out because I think it just varies so much even from winery to winery throughout the Monticello AVA it varies from different parts of you know the state here and I think that sometimes people feel like there is no cohesive you know culture around around Virginia wine which I love you know it's it's interesting that you say that because like when I I think of when I think of Virginia and maybe it's um, I'm like, oh, beignet. Yeah, that's Virginia. Or um, or I think of like Chamberson um, when I think of the area. So it's interesting that you guys are saying that Virginia is still, um, I wouldn't say in search of its identity, but there's something that really, okay. Yeah. My, uh, most of my members, they hate beignet. Like they just, they don't enjoy it. Even I have met so was, many people who hate beignet. I don't understand, but okay. Justin's is great. I don't understand great. it either. I love it. I like it. I've liked it for a long time, but a lot of them do not like it. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's a taste, but it's not. It's also not you know this universal great that um i think virginia used to think it was more universal but i think they've yeah. sort of gotten away from it now and i'm going yeah. to kendra's wine dinner on friday leslie so um oh, oh you're gonna have so much fun i wish i could be there yeah i really wish i could be there i think she's having a jazz thing too so Ooh. next month yeah All she right. did our April, wine yeah. dinner <laughs> last fall so yeah you know yes. a grape that both regions, Maryland and Virginia, need to talk more about is Albarino. Albarino hey, does so fire. well here. Did you see the results of the Virginia Governor's Cup? Yeah. One, one goal. I mean, the, yeah. I, I remember the Albarino. Where picked those winners? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so did Serena. We, we were yeah. there together. Yeah. 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 yeah, we were judges. And I remember tasting one Albarino. I was like, I'm sorry, God, I'm, I'm going to go outside for a second. I sure <laughs> did. I took that glass right outside. I just oh sipped the snow for a few minutes. Like, ah, yes, whatever this That's is, amazing. absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a testament to like embracing what you do well. Because mm -hmm. I remember when it was a rarity in tasting rooms, like you, you were like, this is, I, what, how do you say this? Uh -huh. um, 
and now it's all over and it's an amazing grape that grows here um and is a go-to white wine it's like the fastest planted grape the f fastest growing grape in terms of plantings in virginia chardonnay is still the most planted but in terms of um plantings going forward it, i mean albarino has the most growth which is crazy and that old westminster albarino from maryland is one of my favorites i've had the pet nat and the still one but the still one is my favorite black ankle has a really great one too i haven't even heard of black ankle i'm not familiar i gotta Ooh. look it up oh, oh, dang both of y'all okay <laughs> have you heard of it tasha i'm, I'm like i don't want to be alone not knowing <laughs> wow. i've heard of it but never had okay. it Okay. So we gotta get I, some. that's that's where yeah. my my wine life began. I worked at Black Angle for five years, and okay. it's mm, I'm not gonna brag. I don't want to brag, but it's you're already probably, doing it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably one of the best wineries in Maryland. So okay, it, and Black Angle is like 15 minutes from Old Westminster. So that's why we're like, oh, what? cool, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. So yeah, y'all should make your way there. Absolutely. It'll be a good time. Tell them we sent you. They know both of us well. Dope. Yeah. So the, the state of Virginia is really getting, well, this, I, I have to say the state of Virginia has always embraced wine more so than Maryland has. And I noticed through the Black Chamber of Commerce and for the state of Virginia, they are facilitating different grants on hospitality, on tourism now, which I think is awesome. Um, are your organizations applying for those grants or um, participating in those solicitations? Y'all, I, I thought Reggie was talking, but oh, sorry, y'all. I I <laughs> muted my other mic. Y'all were probably like, "Why is his mouth moving?" And we don't hear words. Um, <laughs> I saw y'all's faces. I was like, "Am I saying something crazy?" My bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just saying that uh, not yet, but through um, our partnership, upcoming partnership with the Roots Fund, uh, where this year we're going to be doing some more collaborative work through Universe with the Roots Fund. Um, grants are a part of the conversation. We haven't exactly identified which specific ones we're interested in, but some of the conversation is around more of the agricultural side of things, um, not just like harvest internships and things like that, but like like land and, and things like that. I know that that's something that Tasha is passionate about too. Um, but yeah, we're, we haven't gone after those grants yet. Yeah, I also have not went after any grants yet. This year I'm looking at um, ones that could help with, you know, larger events and um, event planning. Um, but those are sort of the ones, you know, that I'm looking at. But the number is increasing. I think that people have gotten better about advertising them because some of these have mm -hmm. always existed. It's just we haven't known about them. Uh, so I'm glad to see, you know, localities really and um, tourism boards really um, putting effort into, you know, reaching out to us even like directly and letting us know you know that these opportunities exist which you know they haven't always had the capacity or time to do that i think i'll see i'll send it to you so you can take a look thank at you it. they open up in march and the deadline is in march so i'll send it to you all the grants are due in March. Why? <laughs> Sounds good, though. Thank you. <laughs> That's amazing. Are you reviewing any of them? No, not at okay. all. But um, um, the it the it used to be I forget what the, what their former name was, but the Virginia Black Chamber of Commerce. I, I think they changed their name like in the past mm. six months or what have you. Mm. Are are partnering with Virginia and Virginia Tourism um to make people aware of these grants and i'm quite sure they may be participating in the review of them but i think mm -hmm. it's a, um that's a it's an amazing network itself but to have that available um specifically for um black folks to get yeah. involved yeah in tourism is amazing that's great so how did you two meet you want to share the story, Tasha? <laughs> uh, sure. We actually, well, and we actually haven't worked like right. together a lot. Um, yeah. We worked through Universe um, sort of mm -hmm. working together, but we haven't 
really collaborated on anything yet, but eventually we will. Yeah. Um, but I think the first time we met was on like a photo shoot yep. for Albemarle Charlottesville Tourism. They just sent out an email to people and were like, can you come to this photo shoot? It was super early one morning. And so um, super early. Reggie, myself, and Matt Harmon, who I know was recently on your show, um, showed up and did this photo shoot. <laughs> And now we're everywhere, yeah. <laughs> like all over the world. Like I Charlotte's used to have a poster tourism. like right here, but I think it's nice. Not here <laughs> yeah, it's wild. So, I mean, and we've like, we, we've been in the same spaces lots of times. We've had tons of conversations, um, you know, like I have not gotten to a Black Women Who Wine event yet. Um, and every time I look at the calendar and see a new one announced, I'm like, it, it feels like Tasha, you're looking at my calendar and picking the days that I'm out of town and then saying, that's when we're going to have it every time. It's crazy. Um, but Tasha is doing such dope stuff that, yeah, we're just trying to figure out like how we can amplify each other's work, but then eventually like figure out some stuff to collab on too. So tell us a little bit about Universe. Yeah, Universe. Uh, it, it really started with uh, me and my friend Tracy Love, who's the head of marketing um, over at both Blenheim Vineyards and then now the Monticello Wine Trail. She's helping them out with marketing as well, which is really cool as of a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we were kind of brainstorming after meeting in person for the first time after I did a virtual series called Wine and Community um, during the pandemic in October. And she was on those and she was like, hey, I like the way you talked about wine, like the way that it still felt like you were building community, even though we were on Zoom, which I hate Zoom. And so would love to link up in person at some point and actually like share a glass. And so we did. And we just started brainstorming pretty immediately. I mean, like literally during our first conversation, it was crazy. Um, <laughs> like we could do this, we could do that. We could do that. It's like, I, I guess we're friends now, I guess. Um, and so that's kind of how it happened. And with Tracy being at Blenheim, um, we started brainstorming a wine club um, there. That was real. the genesis of that universe wine club was an event with Lee Campbell. Um, and Tracy invited Lee down uh, the year before um, to, I think it was in 2019, um, to come down and curate a few wines from Blenheim um, and then host an event, host a tasting and everything like that. And so we effectively took that model and invited other BIPOC folks um, from the Charlottesville area who were either wine professionals, wine enthusiasts, and had them co-create an event that was the club pickup event effectively. And then from there, I mean, the very first conversation we had about Universe was, I was like, this could easily be across the state, easily, um, and really highlight Virginia wine broadly and so that was kind of always the aim is how how might we move towards that so we started a thing called Eno Camp that first year as well um, where it's kind of modeled after Finger Lakes Riesling Camp and um, Oregon International Pinot Camp and things like that um, where we invite BIPOC folks from around the country who are interested in learning about wine to do so in Virginia um, to do vineyard visits and cellar tastings and all that kind of stuff um, and learn about the history of Virginia wine etc and we also ended up doing two offline down um, that same year as well and so we escalated pretty quickly um, like to starting a wine club and then doing an Eno camp and fun like sourcing grants and getting grant funding for that and donations and things like that so that we would be able to fly people from around the country um, to learn about Virginia wine to doing a festival that we sold out, um, you know, like 300 tickets with like a month of announcing it and executing it. Um, and so those are kind of the main three tenets of Universe right now, or three offerings is um, Two Up, Wind Down, Universe Club, and um, Eno Camp. And then this year we're branching out into what we're internally calling field trips. We haven't quite branded them externally yet because we don't want them to um, accidentally sound like field blends, which Miriam the Med is doing. Um, and we love Miriam. Um, and so we're like, we don't want to like accidentally, yeah, cross market. Um, um, and so, yeah, we're basically visiting Commonwealth Crush this coming Saturday for the first time and inviting anyone who wants to join us. You don't have to be a club member or anything like that um, for a guided tasting with Lee Campbell. And then we want to do that around the state. Um, so we in intend to do those in different regions in Virginia. And so um, ultimately, like I'll say m the way that I think about Universe 
and Virginia wine and our opportunity here. I alluded to it a little bit earlier where I was saying that I think we have an opportunity to do something that no one else can do um, because everyone is kind of encumbered to having to produce certain grapes and certain styles and things like that. And we don't have that stuff. And we have this spirit of um, collaboration and um, kind of exploration with hybrids and co-ferments and you know, fruit wines and all types of stuff. And then as we're looking to try to create this um, more accessible, more inclusive, more diverse version of the industry through Universe and through Black Women Who Wine and through like all of these other initiatives in wine and Richmond is doing a lot of dope work as well. Um, and so as we're doing that, like most people who work in wine have worked, um, if they've worked a harvest or something like that, they've worked in multiple parts of the country or maybe even multiple parts of the world. And so I definitely see people starting their journey in Virginia and then staying in Virginia, but I also see people starting their journey in Virginia and then maybe going somewhere else. And so if we're creating an actively diverse industry, then that means that we're kind of actively diversifying the, the rest of the world as well, because we're sending those folks out, um, but through Virginia and hopefully getting people who might not have even considered working in wine um, and being more meaningfully in wine in the first place to do so as a result of their encounter, um, you know, like with our work and with the work that's happening here. And Universe is kind of one of those things that's almost, it's an entity in and of itself, but it's also like a layer, um, hence the, the verse part of it. And so we want to point people to Black women who wine. We want to point people to in wine. We want to make sure that people are buying Matt's wine. We want to like make sure that like we're supporting the work of like everyone that's in this space, um, you know, so that we can, yeah, just, I don't know, like create something different. So pinky and the brain stuff, trying to take over the world. Fantastic. And you're making wine now. Tell us about the wine that you're making. Yeah, that's wild. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. They they let anybody do stuff these days. Um, like uh, it's <laughs> so me and my boy Lance Lemon, uh, who co-owns Pennies, um, in Richmond with uh with Kristen Gardner, um, we met. We, we met at their old shop, Rich Wine, um, which was an e-commerce brand in Richmond um, through a mutual friend, Naya Bates. Um, Naya is super dope. Follow her if you're into public history or if you're into Black people in general. Um, she's a dope one, dope Black person. Um, and she, we ended up like spending time in the vineyard together, um, Lance and I. And so we both started working in the vineyard with Tim and Ben Jordan. Um, they both co-own Commonwealth Crush along with our friend, Pat Egan. And so we just started learning in the vineyard. We were planting baby vines. We were like doing this thing called hilling up baby vines where you kind of tuck them in to insulate them with like mounds of dirt um, when they get planted as baby vines in the winter so that they survive the frost and everything. Um, we were doing all types of vineyard management stuff, pruning, leaf pulling, um, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And so we did that over the course of a couple of years. Lance continued to work um, in the cellar at Early Mountain three days a week for a couple of years with Ben Jordan and and so pretty early on when we were in the vineyard, we were like two black dudes in a field, like outside doing farm work. Like, first off, that's wild. And second of all, we got to do something together. Like, I don't know what it is, but we got to do something. And so it was a few years in the making and Commonwealth Crush um, announced an incubator program. Actually, before they announced it, they asked us to get our perspectives on it because they were like, you all are really our target market, like folks like you all um, who are expressing an interest in wine, but might not have traditional paths to accessing owning land in a vineyard. Like you don't have a family vineyard already. Um, you don't necessarily have financial capacity to like buy a winery and things like that, but maybe you have something to add to this conversation about where Virginia wine might head. We don't want all of that stuff to be a barrier, like to voices like yours being a part of our story. And so they wanted our perspectives on the incubator. And then they were like, so y'all doing it, right? And we were both like looking at each other in that meeting, like, I, I, I mean, yeah, 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 we doing it. Um, Like, it was just like that. Like we decided like in real time, it was crazy. It was like, we said that we were gonna do something and this is the opportunity, this is it. Um, And so, yeah, so we decided to make a, a wine called the Parallax Project Um, and it's some weird stuff. Um, So it's co-fermented um, of, uh, we're doing a red wine and a white wine out of the exact same grapes. Um, and so instead of picking one or the other, we just decided to split our total production in half 
and do half of it in one style and half of it in another. So we did two picks of, we're doing Tanat and Chardonnay, and then we didn't get the yield on Chardonnay that we wanted. Um, and so we also are doing some Vidal Blanc, a little bit Petit Mansang, and like 2% Traminette in those wines as well. And so effectively we did two two picks of the Tanat. One is an early pick. Um, and so less color, more acid. Um, and we direct press that into um, the white wine. Um, and then we did a later pick of Tanat um, and that had more ripeness, more red color in the grapes and things like that, um, more tannins and things like that. And then we press that into the already fermenting white juice. And so it's co-fermented. Um, you know, these, these grapes. And so that's why we're calling it the parallax project, because it's kind of this, these multiple perspectives on a grape, uh, multiple perspectives on a region, because some of the grapes come from Shenandoah, some from Loudoun County, um, multiple perspectives on species, because you have Vitis vernifera, which is Tanat, and then you have hybrids, which are Chardonnay and Vidal Blanc. And then um, we called the white, the what's this, and the red, the what's that. And it's from a rapper named Currency's lyric where he says, I pulled up in a what's this, came back in a what's that. And so, um, yeah, that's what we're doing. And they're tasting great. How long before they're, are, are they finished or like for sale or available? You trying to get the tea on the wine? This is a different kind of beverage podcast. Well, what you got me for? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's Virginia people. They don't know. They don't know. We, no, we, oh, wow. I can't bury the lead, Leslie. This is marketing. Um, no, we, uh, we're, we're planning a bottle of the white, like a, a lot of, we've learned that a lot of wine is logistics. Like w when we pivoted, um, you know, from all of Chardonnay for the white to being Chardonnay and a bunch of other random stuff. Um, and so one of the logistics pieces is that we intend to bottle the white in like May, June, and then the red in July, August, but we're a pretty small project. And with it being a custom crush facility, they don't have a bottling line. So they do a, um, like a mobile bottle. And so based on the schedules of the most amount of other wines that need to be bottled at the same time, give or take, that's when we're going to be bottling our wine. We're looking forward to it. Um, Tasha, tell us about any events coming up and then we'll do some fun closeouts. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we're celebrating our fifth anniversary this year. Um, we'll try to have some presence at... Um, at Wine and Culture Fest, even though I'll be out of the country <laughs> during that time. So no. I'm going to have to miss it. What? Yeah, I know. Going somewhere nice? Um, <laughs> huh? Are you going somewhere nice? I'm going to Greece. So oh, I'll baby. be, yeah, it's, I guess if I got to miss it for anything, that's a good, yes, way, a good reason sure. to miss yes, it. So, um, so yeah, we're working on, you know, Sort of five year anniversary. I'm working on possibly being part of a custom crush facility. So we'll see hey. how that goes or what that turns out looking like um, if it happens. And uh, when it happens. Also, um, I've just been in talks with some of the winemakers here and in Maryland about doing a sort of black. Um, like wine showcase sort of a walkthrough type thing so we're gonna see if that can happen this year or next and then um my ladies are very like intent on traveling so looking at what going to south africa in 2025 um could look like and definitely we'll be doing like a group trip to napa in 2025 so we'll be getting out of virginia and seeing other things but um just really trying to provide like women who look like me opportunity to explore wine more, not just in Virginia. Um, and yeah, just go set by example and learn from um, as many people as I can. I love it. That, that's so exciting. Um, mm -hmm. I know I sent y'all this or that food, but I changed my mind really quick and we're still on music. So Matt, last week we did Matt, we did rappers this week. We're going to do some R and B. Okay. Ooh. Just this or that. And if you want to explain, you can. If you don't, it's all good, too. Okay, here we go. Marvin Gaye or Teddy Pendergrass? You should see Leslie's face. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin Gaye. Same. Yeah, that's the home team. DC. Yeah. Teddy P. Like, <laughs> Teddy, Teddy told Teddy you. Teddy P is fire. Like, oh. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> like, get here. 
Petty P. I Marvin just feels like home for me. It just is Marvin. I, I gotta pick Marvin. Too. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. Marvin Sorry, Gaines, Leslie. You know. Yeah, I get it though. I get it. <laughs> Same. Okay. Aretha Franklin or Chaka Khan? Chaka Khan. Oh, mm. It's Aretha for me. Okay. I just can't. I, I know. Can't I know. You can't say I, a little prayer. I can't. I, can't. <laughs> uh, I mean, because they just. They're just in their own orbit and it's universe. True. Yeah, I agree. One hundred. And I heard this interview recently with Shaka Khan, and when you you know when you real when you like I'm a grown ass woman. That's what she said on the interview. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Shaka Khan. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Shaka Khan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you guys can blame AI for this because <laughs> this or that. Okay, Stevie Wonder or Rachel's. Stevie. Would you say Stevie? Stevie, easy. Yeah. Rachel's. I love Rachel's. Yeah. yeah. Same. <laughs> Not like I love Stevie. <laughs> yeah, Stevie. Stevie. It's Stevie for me too. Did y'all um the documentary on um We Are the World? Did y'all see that on Netflix? It's no. really good. Yeah, it's really good if you haven't watched it. Did you see the Quincy documentary from a few years of ago? Of course, yeah. So good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, okay, next one. Diana Ross or Tina Turner? Diana for me. I'd say Diana. Same. I don't consider Tina Turner R and B. I was thinking that. I was like, I she's rock and roll in my mind. Okay. I will give y'all that. I will give y'all that. I was gonna choose Tina Turner though. Um see I AI got you slipping. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um okay okay last one last one <clears throat> sam cook or luther vandross hmm. sam cook hmm. i feel like i i have to ask the proverbial question which luther um but i'm not gonna <laughs> 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 but i'm i'm gonna go for luther I was I was thinking the same thing, Reggie. I, <laughs> yeah. I had to I do was, it for the culture. Right, exactly. <laughs> Leslie, what's your answer? Did you answer? Oh no. Um I put oh that was this is such a hard one. Um it is. I'm gonna say Luther. Because mm. everybody had Luther at their prom. Mm. What? Luther <laughs> at my prom. Right. Okay, I forgot. You know, I forgot the the age gap. <laughs> you, the right. way that you, the way that you went on mute, you were like, uh. <laughs> "That's a good question." What was the last song at your prom? Oh, back in the day, do you yeah, remember? Okay. I, mean, was, I do. Only for one night. Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is the prom song. All right. Okay. Sheesh. Um. <laughs> okay. What uh? What was yours, Tasha? Casey and Jojo, all my life. Oh, <laughs> nice. yes. That's, that's a good one. That's... That is a good one. Okay, hold up. Mine might take a little bit longer. Um, Because when I graduated, that was the beginning of 112. So mm. something 112. Maybe Cupid or something. Maybe. I think it might have been Cupid. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Reggie, what about you? I don't remember at all. I, I know that all my life was for sure there. Like they played that song at the prom, but me and my crew left early. Like my friend, my date, my, all of our friends, like we just, we left early. So I don't remember. There was definitely some go-go at it. I mean, PG County. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I feel like once week came out, once you know, SWV came out, week was played at everybody's prom. Ooh, so, nice. Yeah. That's a that's a damn good question though, Tasha. Thank you for that. Um, I, I'm that, curious about what Matt said with the rap. I need to listen to his episode. Oh, he was yeah, it, yeah. It, Did it, he it say anything kind of, crazy? No, no, not at all. Okay. Not, at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. No, it was great, guys. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us. This was so fun having you. Yeah, thanks for thanks having for me. having us on. Of course. Before you go, tell everybody where they can follow you. 
Um, well, you can see me live sometimes, uh, at least once a month at our monthly meetups. Uh, we do Northern Virginia meetups also. We'll be heading to Southern Virginia this year as well. So everyone will have a chance to come hang with us. Um, but you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook on Black Women Who Wine. And yeah, you can find me at Universe or um, like my personal account at That's So Reg. It's That's period. So period Reg. Um, and yeah, I mean, we'll be growing to upline down this year. Um, we're going to have applications for EnoCamp opening up soon. That'll happen this summer. Um, Universe Club is always open. Like if you can make it to the events, great. But if you live across the country, like you can definitely join um, and have it shipped and everything like that. Um, and we're going to be traveling a bit more as well around the state doing different events and things and collaborating with the Roots Fund. We'll be at um, Wine and Culture Fest with the Hugh Society this year. We always do EnoCamp with the Verasion Project. So we're trying to collaborate as much as possible um and yeah would would love to figure out how to get something on uh the calendar with black women who wine as well i love it i love it so much guys leslie any church announcements you want to close us out with <laughs> you know there's always something so you know we still have it is still black history month and we have an extra day this month um so check out all of our black winemakers that we have on our site and we also have we're preparing for women's history month so we have the brunch babes and we will be um, featuring six of the black female winemakers in maryland during the brunch babes on march 24th awesome awesome and for me guys same old stuff i'm talking black food black wine all the blackness on Instagram this month and I'm drinking through Leslie's black wine collection and yeah that's it Reggie are you going to the the gala yes yeah I'll be there and then um, I'm piecing out the Charleston food and wine the next day um, to do a panel and uh, to do like a chef lunch and all that kind of stuff wow very nice well I'll see you at the gala but yeah yeah are you coming Tasha um no no one has sent me a ticket so I won't be going (laughs) Mm, the uh the invitation has been laid virginia wine industry we got to get tasha uh to the gallery to the galley not the gallery gosh gala wow all i got is water what wine are you drinking today i know that's crazy (laughs) well that is a wrap cheers everybody cheers cheers you've been listening to the swirl sweet podcast a part of the Alive Podcast Network. This episode has been edited and produced by Vine Me Up Media.